This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Canby, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. (laughs) I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. (laughs) With an old maid daughter that makes the best moonshine in the coast. (laughs) If it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? Welcome to Now Hear This Can Be Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clawson, and this is what's happening this week in our community. Less than three months after getting officially underway, the state's $20.2 million repaving and reconstruction project on Highway 99E through Canby has hit a major snag and will be paused for an indefinite period of time. The Oregon Department of Transportation announced on Friday. ODOT officials said that during excavation work on the 1.5 mile section of Highway 99E that is under construction, crews found a crack in the 1960s era stormwater pipe that needs to be replaced before any additional work on the road can continue. With the information we had while designing the project, we anticipated the pipe would not need sufficient work, officials said in an email on Friday. After excavating around it, we know that this is not the case. If the work were to continue without replacing the pipe, the use of heavy equipment could cause further damage, ODOT says, and replacing it now will reduce the likely scenario of having to tear up the new pavement to fix leaks or replace the pipe in the future. ODOT did not say how much the pipe would cost to replace or how long it would take, or how long the project would be delayed. Officials are currently working to determine the best way to replace the pipe and complete the project. The project officially kicked off with sidewalk work and curb replacement late last year. The repaving of 99E began in January on the west side of town near Berg Parkway and was initially anticipated to wrap up in the fall of 2023 at the Pine Street intersection. Future updates will be posted to ODOT project website and through email when available. The Portland Trailblazers' loss was the Camby Cougars' gain this week. 
As the United States Marine Drum and Bugle Corps and Marine Corps Silent Drill Platoon performed their routines before a packed assembly at the Canby High School Tuesday after their planned halftime show appearance was canceled due to a scheduling snafu. Students were encouraged to dress in red, white, and blue and show their patriotic spirit. Local veterans and other special guests were invited to attend, including 99-year-old World War II Marine veteran Golda Hamill Fabian of King City. Found in 1934, the U.S. Marine Drum and Bugle Corps consists of 80 active-duty Marines who perform in ceremonial red and white uniforms. It is the only full-time active-duty drum corps in the United States Armed Forces. Its mission is to provide music and drill ceremony for the commandment of Marine Corps, hence its official designation and the nickname, The Commandment's Own. The United States Marine Drum and Bugle Corps travels more than 50,000 miles every year, performing over 400 events worldwide. The Marine Corps Silent Drill Platoon is a 24-man rifle platoon that performs a unique precision drill exhibition designed to exemplify the discipline and professionalism of the United States Marine Corps. The Silent Drill Platoon first performed in the Sunset Parades of 1948 and received such an overwhelming response that it soon became a regular part of the parades at the Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C. For photos, you can find this story on our website at canbyfirst.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at canbycurrent. The Canby Rotary Club and Canby School District on Friday unveiled a peace pole, an internationally recognized symbol of hope and harmony at Baker Prairie Middle School. The pole bears the message, May Peace Prevail on Earth, also known as the Peace Prayer coined by Japanese poet and philosopher Masahisha Goi in 1955. Also enclosed are some 500 messages from Baker Prairie students about the importance of world peace. The message, May Peace Prevail on Earth, is in four languages. Rotary past president Cash McCall explained at a brief dedication ceremony Friday afternoon. English, Spanish in recognition of our neighbors to the south, French in recognition of the diplomatic language used at the United Nations, and Japanese in recognition for starting the peace message. The Peace Pole Project started in Japan in 1955 and has spread throughout the world with more than 250,000 poles standing in 191 countries. The Baker Prairie Pole is Canby Rotary's fifth and the school district's third. Poles have also been dedicated to the Canby Public Library the Ackerman Center, Canby High School, and the Canby Police Department, as well as the Canby Fire Department. McCall said the club's goal is to eventually establish peace pools at every school in Canby. Rotary International has long supported peace efforts, McCall said. Through our service projects, peace fellowships, and scholarships, our members are 
taking action to address the underlying causes of conflict, including poverty, inequality, ethnic tension, lack of access to education, and unequal distribution of resources. To help spread the word, local Rotary Clubs have dedicated a number of peace pools throughout the Pacific Northwest. We think it's only appropriate to continue this effort here in Canby. To learn more about the Peace Pool Project, visit worldpeace.org slash project. Campy High School's talented team of thespians is looking to make a splash with their spring musical this year as they present The Little Mermaid, the troupe's largest and most technically complicated production in several years. The play tells the classic story of Hans Christian Andersen's original fishy fable and Disney's beloved musical adaptation. Released to a worldwide acclaim in 1989, the animated film marked the start of what's known as the Disney Renaissance and what people my age call literally our entire childhood. The stage adaptation features all the classic characters, including the titular mermaid Ariel, her father, King Triton, Prince Eric, Sebastian, Ursula, Flounder, Scuttle, and more. But with more depth and nuance than childhood fans of the film may remember. The musical also features so favorite songs from the original as well as some new numbers. I think my favorite song is actually one of the ones that's unique to the musical, says Ray Moore, who stars as Ariel. It's in Act 2, Beyond My Wildest Dreams. You get to hear more of her thoughts and really see into her head, and it's just so fun. Moore grew up singing and said music has always been a big part of her home and family life, but water, not so much. Funny thing about that, I'm actually terrified of the ocean, Moore says with a laugh. Not just, just not a fan. Sullivan McIntosh, director of The Little Mermaid and Canby High School's drama teacher, said there are more than 50 students attached to this year's production. Definitely larger than Sweeney Todd last year, or We Will Rock You the year before. McIntosh says, we definitely have a strong showing of students involved. 54 students by my count. We're really proud of the students' work and hope that the whole community makes it to the show. The Little Mermaid opened last week to rave reviews. Its final performances are scheduled for March 9th and 10th at 6 p.m. and March 11th at 2 p.m at the Richard R. Brown Fine Arts Center at the Canby High School. Doors open 30 minutes before the show begins. Tickets are $10 for general admission, $8 for students and younger children, and free with Canby High ASB card. Tickets are available at the door. The performance is about two hours with one 15-minute intermission.
Cougar Country Hometown Sports Coverage is brought to you by Rife and Hunsaker PC. When you need an attorney, turn to the firm Cambius Trusted for over 50 years. Call them today at 503-266-3456. For the latest sports news, follow us on Twitter at Cougar Country or and Instagram at Cougar Country Pod. The Canby High School equestrian team continued its reign, <laughs> pun intended, of dominance at the second North Valley District meet this weekend, defeating Silverton to claim the overall large team title. The Cougs bested the Foxes in both individual events, 572 to 546, and team events, 228 to 222, to pull out the narrow victory, 800 to 768. The second North Valley meet was held March 3rd through 5th at the Oregon State Fairgrounds in Salem. The district's first Oregon High School equestrian team, or OSET, meet held in January had been even closer, albeit with the same results, with Canby squeaking out the team win by only 10 points, 803 to 793. In meet 2, Canby's talented horsewomen were particularly impressive in the showmanship and in-hand trial competitions, with the Cougars Sadie Schweitzer, Madison Wheeler, and Haley Magenheimer finishing first, second, and third to sweep both events. Gamby's team of Hannah Smith, Madison Wheeler, and Haley Magenheimer, Madison Biggie, Sadie Schweitzer, and Addie Heinemann took first place in the Freestyle 5+, while the quartet of Hannah Smith, Madison Wheeler, Haley Magenheimer, and Sadie Schweitzer claimed gold in the in-hand obstacle relay. In other individual results, Sadie Schweitzer also claimed first in dressage and second in barrels. Addie Heinemann finished on top in driving and second in saddle seat equitation. And Hannah Smith captured first in western horsemanship and third in saddle seat equitation. Lexi Williams brought home the golden barrels and bronze in pole bending while Madison Biggie placed first in individual flags and third in the keyhole and figure eight events. Camby's working pair duos of Hannah Smith and Haley Smith and Sadie Schweitzer finished second and third respectively. The OSET championships will be held May 11th through the 14th at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds and Expo Center in Redmond. Natural gas, uh, water lines out, the garage, extra bookshelves for my comic book collection. Hey Tyler, house hunting, huh? Find one with everything you're looking for? <laughs> I might have. This one has an ideal floor plan and all the utilities set up the way I want. It's perfect. Well, that's great. And the place has the internet service you need as well? Uh, the internet? I, I guess I didn't think to check that. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Internet is an important utility just like electricity and water. Before you decide on a home, it's always a good idea to make sure it has access to quality high-speed internet. Okay, but how do I do that? 
I don't have the time to call around to different providers and see what they offer. Hey, ain't nobody got time for that. All you need is a new Fiber Homes extension for Zillow. It's a simple plug-in for your internet browser that automatically tells you if any real estate listing has a fiber connection and who the provider is. That way, you know even before you schedule a walkthrough if the property supports super fast and reliable speeds. Okay, well that's pretty cool. So how do I get this browser extension thingy? Just visit directlink.coop slash fiberhomes. They have instructions for how to set it up. And the best part? Any home in the Canby and Mount Angel areas with a fiber connection is going to be served by Directlink. So not only do you have access to reliably fast gigabit speeds and amazing local service, but also unlimited data, no hidden fees, and advanced Wi-Fi equipment included with every package. Okay. Uh, oh, look! This one does have fiber! Sweet! Hey, I'll be invited to the housewarming party, right? As long as you bring a computer. If you or someone you know is searching for a new home in the area, visit directlink.coop slash fiberhomes to find results that have access to DirectLink's fast, reliable, and secure fiber optic network. All right, joining us in the Canby Conversation today, we are at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds chatting with the director, Brian Crow. Welcome back to the show, Brian. How are you? Howdy. And we're also introducing new to the fairgrounds this year, Hannah Russell. Hi, Hannah. Welcome. Hi. So tell us a little bit about your role and um, how you got here to Canby. So I am the sponsor marketing coordinator here at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds, and um I met Brian at WFA, which is Western Fairs Association like Conference. Cool. And I previously worked at the Columbia County Fairgrounds okay. for the past two years. Mm -hmm. um, I managed that, and then um, you managed the, the fair. Yeah. Wow. And now I'm. It's a big deal. Working here, yeah. 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 Awesome. So, um, what are you kind of going to be focusing on here? Uh, I assume you're not going to be managing the whole thing here at Clackamas mm, County. <laughs> no, I'm going to be working on um, getting sponsors for all the events mm. and marketing and social media. Okay, cool. How do you approach that kind of thing? Um, well, I will say it's a little bit different here than it is in Columbia County because so? Columbia County is very like a very small community. Okay, so this it's sort of taken for granted that yeah. they're going to be on board. Yeah, yeah, Clackamas <laughs> County is huge, and so well compared to Columbia County, and so um, I just plan on introducing myself to everybody and yeah, starting there with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't uh, say your age unless you'd like to share, but you're quite young. How yeah. did you get uh, into this type of work? Yes, I am nineteen, and so I. I applied in uh, St. Helens in Columbia County where I live and just as like, an office assistant, it's supposed to be like a part-time job like two days a week and <laughs> in between um, classes. Yeah, yeah, because I am in college and uh, the office lady looked at me and she quit and so I, uh, it was like Wait, my third weekend. Did she quit because she looked at you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, and so I... Uh, I started there and, and, and then small I, fairgrounds and small operations like that the turnover can be tough it is yeah. definitely and so um i took it on and my sister abby um she didn't really have a job at the time and i was like mm -hmm. you want to come help me and be my assistant and so yeah. i was 17 at the time and i just started doing it and ever since then i just have loved it so. yeah awesome yeah. awesome I'll kick it over to Brian because uh, that's kind of interesting to, to meet someone at an association event and, and um, 
sort of jump on them to hire them. What kind of stood out to you about Hannah and what it, you, you kind of saw in her that you wanted to get part of your team here? So the story goes like this. <laughs> I'm in the keynote session, uh, listening to the, the speaker, and about halfway through I get a text from Lauren Humphreys. Okay, board member. Uh, she's a board member. Yeah. And she said, I need you to come out to the entranceway. Uh-huh. No idea what's going on. What has Lauren done now? <laughs> yeah, or what have I done? More, probably more accurately, what have I done? Um, and so I go out there, and she's she's chatting with Hannah and her sister, and mm. um, got to hear a little bit about Hannah's story, yeah. know, how she got into the business, like she just told you. And then, you know, I started putting the pressure on her, started asking questions, and yeah. then I made her come out to dinner with us and our ticketing company um, and their web development arm. So it was, it was 11 of our staff and, and spouses yeah. and five or six others. And I really wanted to see how she did under pressure. Mm. So that's why I invited you. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know that this was a job interview. <laughs> you know, she, she did great. And then after, after dinner, um, we had a chance to just chat. And um, one of the things that really impresses me about Anna is and something you don't find in a lot of youth is she's got grit. Mm. Um, she was Thank telling you. me the story about uh, the marketing budget for their fair. Yeah. Uh, being 2500 bucks. Wow. And her and her sister went out and bought corrugated plastic blank signs, mm -hmm. hand wrote them all, and mm -hmm. put them all up around town. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's very, that very creative. That creative story, problem solving. Exactly. Yeah. That story alone, I was like, okay, yeah. this, this kid's got something. Right. right. And so um, we had a couple more conversations. I made her an offer. Right. She couldn't refuse. Right. <laughs> and then uh, she came to uh, came to join us. So that's, right. we're excited. Um, I just, just in conversations from her and then how hard she's been working since she got here. I'm just, it was a coup. Yeah, you go to lucky. a 19-year-old for marketing ideas, tell them we have a shoestring budget, what, what are we going to do? And they don't say TikTok. You know you've got someone special. <laughs> What's wrong with TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> We, we did a lot of TikTok yeah. advertising this oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're on there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I spend most of my waking hours on right. TikTok. Okay. Oh, <laughs> scrolling. Um, you, got, you did. Uh, it was your first fair last year, first Clarkness County Fair. Yep. Um, not my first rodeo. Not your first rodeo or fair, um, but without a, a person in this role that Hannah has. So uh, you kind of did that yourself. What, what, what did you sort of see... Um, outside of Hannah and her individual talents, but kind of just uh, of having a person do what you're going to be having her do for, for, our, for our fair this year. So the executive director role is a big role. Yeah. And then we've got a lot of moving parts, more than just hats. more than just fair. Yeah. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a capital construction project. Right. Um, and that's that takes a lot of time. And then just the, the management of staff and facilities is a lot of work. Yeah. So to say I did it last summer... Um, I would put another word with that. I did it poorly. Yeah. Because I just didn't have the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she's, I'm really expecting, and I don't think she, you won't, I don't think you'll disappoint me. I'm really expecting that we'll um, double our sponsorship yeah. and our partnership with local organizations, as well as, you know, having someone that can look after all of the the minutiae of the marketing. Yeah part of it you know you got to have conversations with radio stations and tv stations and ott and podcasts and, podcasts <laughs> and uh, you know all the i mean there's 
Yeah. We she's got a little bit bigger budget here yeah. than she had over there. Yeah. Twenty six hundred dollars. Um, yeah. We're, we're getting close. Twenty seven fifty. And and I'm excited to see how she leverages that. because yeah. she'll have the time to really give it the love it needs. Absolutely. Um, last summer I did hire, um, a, yep. just a contract person, mm-hmm. uh, Susie, to look after the at least the the traditional marketing. Mm-hmm portions of it I still looked after the social media and uh, Trina in her office helped me out with that but um, you know having someone that can see the entire the 360 degree look at the marketing programs and as we're adding new signature events you know we've got this May we're adding the Canby Brew Fest yeah which is going to be a big deal we can talk about that a little later yeah um, you know, we're adding uh, wine and paint nights mm. we've got a plethora of concerts coming this summer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for partnering with True West Hair Productions. Hairfest coming back. Hairfest 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Goes 11. to 11. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Spinal Tap enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, and so just having her available to, to help us not just focus on one event, but to take the our marketing strategy and our, our corporate brand strategy, if you will, and have it be fluid and you know, connect all those pieces together. Yeah. One of the things she's working on this year that uh, I really would like to have accomplished last year, but it came on a little bit late, mm-hmm. um, is on the the partnership side of things. Yeah, uh, we want to be able to offer uh, local businesses, regional businesses, the ability to sponsor and partner with us on all of our signature mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. and so we would approach them one time a year. Yeah, to you know, and then they get great exposure throughout all throughout the events. The yeah, throughout the year, and yeah. for local businesses, you know, we have. Uh, we had just about 300,000 people come on our property th- uh, for the last 12 months, mm. um, and a great majority of them are local. Yeah. Um, a huge majority, having mm-hmm. just a holistic yeah. look at all of our events and being able to offer you know, partnership opportunities that cover the entire scope of what we're doing. And yeah. you know, we're, we're adding signature events um, at a pretty good pace now. Yeah. And we... Um, we're looking at doing maybe a Texas Hold'em poker tournament. Fine. Um, and Fine. also adding like a casino night mm-hmm. down here. Um, all as fundraisers for the Fairgrounds Improvement Foundation. Yeah. Who is helping fund the construction of the new building. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. And for Hannah, a, a relatively low bar to clear to um, uh, someone in their first year doing a hundred other jobs and admitted that he did the job poorly. So, no, I'm sure, I'm sure that you... <laughs> the bar is not well, I'm sure that you'll crush it no matter how uh, high or low it's set. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about some of the uh, events we've got coming up. Actually, first, let's look back uh, at your first year in the fair uh, because it was one of our best, right? Uh, some some record-setting things did happen, and, and part of that was coming back from COVID. The, and, the best one I've ever done here. Yes. Um, <laughs> by, by a top long shot, sure. yeah, yes. it's in the top one. Uh, we had a great year. Um, you know, financially, uh, the fair uh, made a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, it's been... It's, you know, we've been here for 115 years, and yep. um, for the majority of those, the fair never turned a profit. Yeah. So, and we're pretty... That's pretty typical. It's pretty typical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the fair is generally not the main money maker. Yeah. It's these interim events, yeah. uh, like we talk about in the rentals. Um, but we had uh, we had a sold-out rodeo Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We've yeah. never sold out Thursday uh, before. Um uh, physical attendance, we had 100,000 people come through the gates 
over the five days. Wow. And, you know, it's, that's a good number. Yeah. We're, we're in the top, if, if not the top three, the top five yeah. for fairs in yeah. Oregon. It was a great rodeo uh, last year as well. I went a couple times, yeah. We, so we're, we're part of the PRCA. Right. The Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Right. And uh, we're number 37 out of 770 rodeos. Wow. In that organization, so in terms we're, of the the purse, right? That's in terms of the purse, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, And so we get we get world class uh, competitors. We we had a, a couple of uh, athletes that performed here went on to the national finals yeah. rodeo. Yeah, uh, Stetson Wright was one of them. Yeah. That's what I was trying to remember, Stetson. Yeah, and we had the Wright brothers here. Yeah, um, and it's it's super fun when you know I, ha- I had the honor to go to the NFR this year one day, and uh, um, when you see the same performers here as you see, it's like the Super Bowl. Of rodeos, yeah, um, we're we're a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. in in the scheme of all of these rodeos, we're we're one of the top, and I, I'm super impressed with the show. Um, we're going to continue to refine it and make it better and faster. And, um, but our Canby Rodeo uh, Committee uh, works really hard to present that, yeah. and I can can happily say that I had very little to do with the rodeo. I know what one of the things that you leaned into, Brian, a part of your your background on the uh, concert promoting and, and music side is, um, you know, re- really uh, didn't. And you said this, you weren't looking to really make a lot of changes. But one thing that I know that you did lean hard into it, and I think bring a lot too, was the music side, the the after party, some of the bands and things that you were able to get here. You kind of focused on that uh, a bit this year, I believe, or last year. Yeah, so we were intentional on Friday and Saturday night to have rodeo after parties. Yeah. Um, this year, this summer, we're going to have rodeo after parties all five nights. Awesome. They'll all go it to was a big hit. They'll all go to 11. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And literally 11. <laughs> 11. Maybe a little beyond that. Yeah. But we've got some great bands lined up. Um, super excited about uh, uh, local girl, Jessie Lee. She's playing nice. uh, Friday night. Nice. And, uh, she's, she's great. Yeah. yeah. She's she's killer. And, yeah. and you can watch the Facebook page for the announcements of our other acts we have coming. But it's going to be a, a music-filled uh, summer yeah. out here. So when you add in the True West concerts to Hairfest and then Fair, um, it just falls right in my wheelhouse, the, yeah. the live music side of things. Yeah. And when the new People building is... People responding to it. Like, I, I remember... I think I was on Saturday for the after party, um, and it was a great time. People were loving it. It was packed. It was yeah. packed. They were dancing. Um, you know, we we captured some of the people that you know typically after the rodeo they go down to the backstop yeah. or to the Wild Hair or yeah. one of the local restaurants. We were able to to keep them here with us. Yeah. And you know, then they're buying food from our food vendors and, and beer from the from the beer stand. Yeah. And so it's it's something that I saw that was was well received and so we're just going to capitalize on that 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 main lawn stage tent yeah. uh, is going to be significantly larger this year um, so it, uh, it's going to be a great year yeah. and you know, if, if we don't have you know, snow or something during fair I think we'll be in really good shape <laughs> um, any anything else new or sort of things that you're excited about for this year's fair uh, well, camels will be back. Okay. We'll have camel rides. Yes. <laughs> that, that's exciting. Um, a lot more music. Mm, yeah. So music going on all day, every day. The other thing we're going to do kind of cool in that roadway stage tent is we're going to have a big LED screen, and we're going to, when there isn't music playing on the stage, we'll be running 
uh, previous year's rodeos. Oh, cool. on it. So you can just hang out in there and have Very your lunch fun. and watch yeah. the 2021 and 2022 rodeos. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, a lot of the things that are, you know, kind of smaller elements to some people, but, but really cool that um, they're still such a big part of our fair. The crafts and quilting and all that is still going to be uh, just, as, just as grand as ever. I think it's going to be grander. Yeah. <laughs> grander <laughs> even, even more grander Yes, definitely. Wow. Um, it's not fully fleshed out, but we're going to be doing something with the elementary schools uh, nice. throughout Clackamas County. Nice. To allow uh, kids to you know, make art in class mm. and then display it here. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah. pretty stoked about that. Attention, listeners of the Now Hear This Canby podcast, we have some big news. The Wild Hair Saloon, Canby's favorite place to eat, drink, and have fun, is celebrating their 20th year in business in 2023. Owners Joan and Darren Monin started the Wild Hair in their beloved hometown of Canby as a way to serve their friends and neighbors and give back to their community. The Wild Hair is a huge supporter of Canby's youth, athletics, and nonprofit organizations, giving back more than $20,000 to local causes every year. And with their award-winning service and experienced crew, they'll make you feel like family, whether you're a weekly regular or stopping by for the very first time. After two decades in business, the Wild Hair is officially the longest-running full-service family restaurant in Canby. Of course, you don't last 20 years in the restaurant game without top-of-the-line food and drinks. And the Wild Hair's newly updated menu is one of the best in the Willamette Valley, featuring juicy steaks and piled-high handmade burgers, fresh seafood, sandwiches and wraps, and mouth-watering appetizers. The Wild Hair chefs and bar crew are passionate about their craft, using only the best and freshest ingredients locally sourced where possible. Whatever your flavor or preferences, the Wild Hair Saloon has something for everyone to get your taste buds hopping. The Wild Hair also has an expansive covered patio, furry friends welcome, live music and events, prime rib specials Fridays and Saturdays, and kids eat free on Mondays with the purchase of an adult entree. If you're looking for delicious homestyle cooking, cold beer and drinks, and great company, look no further than the Wild Hair Saloon, located at 1190 Southwest Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby and at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City. Menus and more info online at thewildhairsaloon.net. Do you want to switch to looking toward the future? I mean, yeah, what's, uh, what's coming up? I was gonna uh, let's talk about Brewfest. Brewfest. Yeah, we haven't we've mentioned it, but we didn't really talk about it. So that this is a revived and recreated. Yeah. So it, this is a, an event that has lived here for a number of years, uh, formerly known as Taste and Tunes, and yeah. then before that, Wine, Food, and Brew. Yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the ways those um, events operated was they allowed local breweries and local wineries to come down and sample their product. Mm -hmm. Um, we're we're reimagining it this year, and uh, we're going to be featuring over 80 uh, brews on tap, from wow. beers to ciders to 
uh, seltzers. We'll have local wines available. <laughs> uh, it's it is a lot, but it's a variety. So yeah. if you're if you're into sampling, you, know, you can uh, come and sample a particular one. If you like it, you can get a full glass, or you can just sample all night long. Yeah. But the the thing that we're flipping the switch on is is we're creating a party mm. atmosphere, and yeah. we'll have. Um, some really great music coming um, Friday night of uh, and, and the dates are May 12th and 13th yeah. so it's Mother's Day weekend but not on Mother's Day yeah. so you know if your mother-in-law is coming over on Mother's Day and you really need, need to some beer. <laughs> you really need to prepare <laughs> you for need that a drink. <laughs> this, this is the place to do it um, or you want to take her out if she's a lovely lady which I'm sure all mother-in-laws are mother-in-laws Mother's are in-law. the best um and then, so uh, Friday night, we've got Redwood Sun. He's played at the fair a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, he played, I think, three or four times last summer. Awesome. Yeah, really, really great art, really great artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's got his band coming with him. Um, and then uh, Friday night, Red Light Romeos, a uh, regional band. They're a 70s cover band. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a 70s versus 80s weekend. Cool. So Friday night will be the Red Light Romeos. Um, Saturday night is Radical Revolution. Yeah. Um, another really fantastic regional cover band yeah. that uh, just plays all kinds of 80s hits. Yeah. And, you know, the 80s were my were my jam. Is it a little bit of, um, and maybe it was in the past, but it feels like the way you're kind of um, uh, staging it is to, to really be kind of the summer kickoff here at the fairgrounds. Is that is that accurate? I think that's an accurate statement. Yeah. Yeah, we're... we're we're past most of the rain. Yeah, and we're we're ready. Again. <laughs> yeah, ready, ready for summer to come. Yeah. Um, I just I wanted to mention some of the lineup we have on yeah. Saturday. So Friday it goes from five to eleven. Mm-hmm. Five p.m. to eleven goes p.m. To 11. Uh, goes to eleven yeah. again. Yeah. All of our stuff goes <laughs> to eleven. Yeah. All of it. Um, and then Saturday we start at eleven mm. and go to eleven. And we'll have Hannah Wood. Uh, we've got a great band called Phoenix coming. Nice. Uh, Sweetwater band. And let's see, we have Bottleneck Blues Band. Yeah. During the day, and then uh, coming on at seven o'clock, going to eleven, is the Radical Revolution. So cool. all tons of music, tons of fun. Um, it is a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, and it benefits the Fairgrounds Improvement Foundation. Yeah. Uh, again, they're the ones that are helping us fund uh, building on our new building. Um, we're going to have uh, raffles. We'll have games. Um, all kinds of stuff. Just you can come and while away the hours, listen to some great music, dance, have fun. So we're it's it's really going to be an awesome event. We're yeah. excited about it. And yeah. if it's successful, we'll do it a couple of times a year. Yeah. And we'll do, do one in September and one in May every year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a great logo too. I was noticing that. Yeah. Like I, it, I, whoever I, came up with that, super creative. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I would say. Uh, in the top 10 uh, logo designers in Canby. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that, whoever it was. Um, <laughs> top 15, maybe. Um, True West shows. Yeah, yeah, we're excited That's about new. that. That's new? It's new. Yeah. Uh, it's new this year. Uh, a couple True, of the guys. True West has been, has worked with some of the Hairfest people and some of the, I don't know. That's how I got exposed yeah. to them. Uh, was I don't know exactly through how Hairfest. those relationships work, but I know there were relationships. A couple of guys from True, Fe- True West helped uh, Hairfest and okay. uh, Wild Fest. Hair Festival. And yeah, if they merge, it'll have to be called True Fest. True, True Fest, yes. Hair West. <laughs> Hair West. Hair West, True Fest. I like Hair West. That's even better. Um, and and that's, that's a ball that's been in play for before I got here. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so we, we were able to find a weekend for them uh, 
the end of June, first part of July, to do three concerts down here. Yeah. Um, I can't say who the the, the June 30th concert right. is yet, because they haven't announced it. Yeah. But the July 1st show is Indigo Girls with Nico Case. Yeah. Great folk band. Yeah. Um, both of them are really awesome. And then the July 2nd is Jason Isbell on the 400 unit. Yeah. And they've got special guest, Deer Tick. Oh, wow. I listened to them today. Yeah. I hadn't heard of them before. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about them. Folk. (laughs) (laughs) Ringing endorsement. Um, I know with the Indigo Girls, people were really excited uh, when when that was announced. And Jason Isbell. Yeah. I mean, he's he's hot right now. Yeah. Um, Our phone started ringing as soon as the announcement was made. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So we're, you know, that's another great thing. And then uh, a couple weeks later is Hairfest. Yeah. So July is going to be... Music month, yeah, for sure. I know, uh, you know, Hairfest uh, obviously was a, was a great time, but I think in particular the, the Wild Hair Music Festival last year was just such a great, uh, amazing turnout and, and such a great time, and just really kind of cemented something that um, I guess hadn't hadn't really been done like that before here at the fairgrounds. But there's that this is a phenomenal venue for live music when it's done the way that it you know should be and can be done. Yeah, when it's yeah. done properly. Yeah. Our carnival lot is, um, I can't remember how many hundreds of thousands of square feet it is, but it's big and it can support, I think they had 6,000 was their sellout night yeah, the Friday for, of Wild Hair. For, uh, yeah, Zach Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, it didn't seem too busy it didn't to me. Seem, I, felt like, I mean, out there, obviously, there's a big crowd, but it wasn't like you were gasping for air or anything like that. I mean, there's, there's still space, honestly. <laughs> there was. There was, but, you know, when you're, when you're bringing in an unknown into a new environment yeah. you know that it's better to be safe on that side than to, yeah. than to sell too many tickets right. and create an unsafe situation yeah. yeah but it was safe it was great we had no incidents um, for either Hairfest or Wild Hairfest and um, we're proud to have them back this year I wish uh, Wild Hairfest was able to come back but extenuating circumstances yeah. prevented them from doing it this year uh, nothing that they could control yeah so Absolutely. Anything else uh, big coming down the pike that you can talk about? Or? Well, you want to talk about uh, some of the events we've got coming in the next six months? Sure. Um, what else is... So March 11th is the uh, Fair and Rodeo Court Coronation. Okay. Um, it's where we officially crown uh, Alexis, our queen, a rodeo right. queen. Right, She um, was kind of familiar. She, she was similar to last year. Yeah, she was. She was also <laughs> a queen last year. Yes. And graciously stepped up for awesome. us again this yeah. year. Yeah. She did a phenomenal job. Um, she did a really yeah. good job. Yeah. And she's just a sweetheart. Yes. All, all around. Yeah. Um, March 18th, we've got the tax sale. Um, and then moving into April, the 2nd through the 8th, the uh, return of the Spring in the Country Bazaar. It's okay. an annual mm-hmm. thing that happens down here. It's, it's really cool. Mar- April 12th, we're doing a Red Cross blood drive. Um, and then the 29th of April is the Canby Histor- Historical Society's Flea Market. Oh, cool. That's a fun one. Yeah, um, we'll just fill up the, the downstairs of the pavilion, and, and uh, people come and sell their stuff. I'll yeah. probably sell some stuff this year. We'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> May sixth and seventh, uh, the master gardeners are bringing back their spring garden fair. Awesome. And and the rule I learned last year is don't plant anything until after the spring garden fair. Yes. I planted early. We had a frost. Yeah. Those gardeners, they know what they're talking about, I, man. You gotta yeah. listen to them. Uh, you know what? They tried to tell me, and I didn't listen. This would be their first since COVID, right? No, that we did it last did, year. Did they do it last year? Okay, good. Yeah, we did it a little earlier in the year, and, gotcha. and it rained okay. the whole weekend. <laughs> um, and then the Clackamas uh, Mineral and Gem Show. That's always a good time. Uh, the 27th and 28th of May. A rocking time. 
super excited about June. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had the Oregon Renaissance Fair here for a number oh, of yeah. years for, mm-hmm. for two weekends. Yeah. And they're expanding to a third weekend this year. Nice. So uh, the weekend of the 3rd and the 4th, the 10th and the 11th, and the 17th and 18th. Yeah. We'll have uh, you know, all your costume folks down here uh, enjoying the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. I s- saw it for the first time last year and was was really cool. Yeah. Again, it's we got a little bit of there. rain. Yeah. Um, but that didn't seem to stop them from having fun. Now, are they expanding um, their footprint at all or looking? Because I know they were challenged on, uh, which I guess is a good problem to have, but they, they were kind of slammed that last weekend. So there's a couple of things that are happening this year that will be a little different. Yeah. Um, they're going to they're going to expand their footprint a little bit. Yeah. They're bringing in um, a number of really large tents. Okay. Um, so you know there's some refuge if you do if we do have rain. Yeah. There's a place for people to go. And, yeah. And um, hang out. If the weather is nice enough, they're talking about using the rodeo arena for the jousting. Oh, cool. Um, that would but be awesome. It would be awesome um, if there's if the ground is wet at all that. Uh, that dirt is slicker than snot on a doorknob. Yeah. So. That's a great saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I said that all my whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there it's and so the other thing that we're cha- that they're changing um, is that instead of buying a pass to come to Renaissance Fair and you can come whatever day you want. Yeah. They're selling them by the day. Okay. So they can control that. Like what happened last year was rain, rain the first weekend. Rain Saturday, the second weekend, and so everybody decided Sunday was the day they were going to come, and that's when we reached capacity for that day. Yeah. So, smart new changes, I think, is going to be really awesome, and they, it sounds like they want to expand even more in the the future years, so... Um, it's a really awesome event. Yeah. Um, yeah, very glad that that's coming back. And then the, the weekend following the Ren Fair is the Clackamas Kennel Club. Mm-hmm. You know, we have 5,000 dogs down here running around doing agility and getting judged and all that. It's, yeah. It's always fun. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, 4-H Horse Fair, July 19th to the 23rd. Is this getting boring? No. Am I boring you? No. Do you need a coffee or something? <laughs> Oh, and, and coming back, which we haven't had for uh, since COVID, uh, is the uh, Canby Auto Swap. Okay. So that's uh, the September 1st. Um, and then September 14th is the Histor- Historical Society's Flea Market's coming back. Thank you. There's a list for you if you want to write an article. So what is the auto swap? It's swap meet. Okay. So it's, uh, you know, people, if you have an extra fender for your 39 Ford and you want to bring it down and sell it, you just... you. Buy a space from them and throw it on your space, and hopefully someone wants to buy it. That's great. So yeah, a lot of a lot of really fun stuff. A lot of the kind of traditional, fun, and classic events. Be a busy year at the fairgrounds. It's going to be really busy, but on the other hand, it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. Nothing is worse than nothing happening here. Right. Just sitting waiting for the phone to ring or something. We don't have that problem here. Our phone's always ringing, and we. if you just look at our calendar, this, these are the public events. Yeah. And this doesn't have right. anything to do with the private events right. that, that fill our calendar up. Right, so. right, right. Um, last thing I want to ask you, Brian, is just, um, you know, it's such a unique uh, thing that we have here, I, I feel, where we've got, as you mentioned, all the space, a lot of different things we can do with it, but still basically in the heart of a, you know, not a huge town, but a, but a urban area. That's pretty unusual, is it not, uh, for, for fairgrounds and things to, to sort of be embedded in their communities like they are 
not out in, you know, a few miles outside of town or... I think the majority of the fairgrounds across the state are in smaller communities. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good point that you brought up there. You know how politicians says answer the question you wish you were asked. Right. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're here to serve not only the community of Canby and the Clackamas County, but also the state when it comes to natural disasters. Yeah. We, we stand up our resources whenever there's a fire that someone needs to evacuate to or when we had the ice storms. Uh, creating warming shelters, a place for people to come plug in their phones and, you know, charge their phones and communicate. Um, and that's, you know, every fairgrounds across the state does that for their community. And 2020 was a really great example when, you know, we had thousands of people and animals camping down here because of the fires. Yep. Um, I know in Jefferson County where I worked, we had a, we had a thousand firefighters that were based out of our fairgrounds. Yep. Uh, Deschutes County had the same thing. They had hotshot crews and all, and fire crews and command centers staying there. You know, Jackson County is the same, Lake County. I, I think pretty much every county across the state in 2020 yeah. was impacted by the incredible wildfires we experienced. And that's that's really, we're here for a, to be a community gathering place, but we're also here to be a resource yeah. for the community when they need us. Yeah. They call that technique bridging. Is that what that's called? Going from, yeah, the, the question you were asked to what you actually want to say. Yeah. So... That's a great question, but what I'm really here to talk about is, um, <laughs> Hannah, we'll end it with you. How can folks, if they are interested in learning more about sponsorship or being a vendor at events, how can they get in touch with you? Yep, they can call the fair office or um, email me. And my email is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-R, at ccfairevents.com. Or call at 503-266-1136. She'll have that memorized soon. <laughs> Anna, Brian, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Looking forward thank to you. Thank you. Fun year. Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us.
the production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though.